0: Okay, real talk. Al Dente real talk. YTV's Dark Knight 4. I'm Review Cultist and with me tonight are some very special guests. Hey,
1: this is Matt. This is...
0: I, I don't know what's going on.
1: Here we go.
2: I'm Travis. I'm hypercritical. I'm here to debunk
0: everything.
1: Hey, that's awesome.
0: Alright, guys. What do you think about Dark Knight 4?
1: Well, we get introduced to Phil and Paul, some boys with wrong thrills on their minds. Uh, no, I'm not doing that.
2: I don't oh, have my, my guitar to pick. Where's my harmonica? i like
1: to sing the blues over ill-fitting drums.
0: <laughs> I love uh, that guy. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. I, I I love the Dark Knighters. He had so
1: fun. Much. Yeah, he had, he had a he had um, fun times.
0: So yeah, uh for October of twenty eighteen, we're doing um a series of El Dente Real Talks for the main show. Um for you those of you who don't know what El Dente Real Talk is go to our Patreon and check out the other episodes. Oh, um, otherwise, uh, this is kind of just going to give you a taste of what we have to offer on our Patreon. Um, but, uh, yeah, for the next three weeks of October, we are doing, uh, we are tackling Dark Knight 4, 5, and 6, which aired on YTV in Canada, and I don't think you guys had YTV, do
2: you? No, we did not. That's no. one of the we things that I wanted, I, I, I was really interested to see.
0: Yeah. We
1: do have Kmart, though.
0: Yes, you do have Kmart. Well, we did. Uh,
1: (laughs) We don't anymore.
0: (laughs) Um, the Dark Knight 4, um, was kind of the, the penultimate start of it. Um, there were other, there were some previous things in Dark Knight 1, 2, and 3, but they, this one was definitely the one that kind of started the Dark Knight for Halloween for kids in Canada, or specifically my neck of the woods of Canada, Ontario. Um, during 1996, 1997, and 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and it it is yeah. Cr- basically, they are wraparound uh, and um, uh, buffer skits between actual like horror or actual like Halloween like specials of TV shows. Um, that aired actually not on Halloween. I think they actually aired like a week or so before Halloween. Um, so that kids could, you know, watch them and not go, not, not be trick-or-treating. Right, sure. Um, but, yeah, uh... back when,
1: back when, how, back when trick-or-treating was, like, a whole night and not, like, the, the hours of four to six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a... Trick-or-treating was, a, treating uh, was <laughs>
2: of the devil where I'm from, so the hours of four to six have always been there, and you're still oh. selling your soul.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um... I guess we'll yeah we're gonna start with Dark Knight Four, um, which is about so uh, I guess a little bit more context to this uh, so YTV had um, these like in between episodes show like skits and um, like oh so this was know. a year round thing like them oh okay, yeah the PJs yeah the, the yeah the program jockeys themselves um, uh, the as they were called PJs. Um, were, like, they were basically the guys that, like, introduced what what's coming up. It was kind of, like, almost like a little, like, mini news broadcast between episodes of shows. Um, usually around, like, as kids were getting into, uh, uh, kids were coming home from school and, like, watching, like, the three to five or three to six, uh, like, bracket. Um. The block. And it was, like, yeah, the block. Um. And also on, like, uh, Saturday morning cartoon stuff, they'd do that, uh. PJ, the main characters of this one, PJ Phil and PJ Paul were from, um, a block, uh, that after school, which was the zone. Um, and yeah, during dark night, they basically took the PJs and had them, uh, do like a, this Halloween or spooky themed skit, um, that a bunch of kids during the nineties really loved myself included, <laughs> Uh um, oh, they were I it.
2: like them and I'm a th- I'm a 30 year old. I wanted one. I think one of my yeah. notes I have is like why didn't I get this
0: growing up. <laughs> uh and it's really only through the grace of like people recording them like myself <laughs> um and others online who that these show these skits actually still exist on YouTube and such uh as well as Retro Ontario uh the Kind of a, an archivist um, website for all things Ontario and retro uh, broadcasting. Um, so anyway, with that kind of out of the way. So yeah, Dark Knight 4, 1996. Uh, it starts with uh, sponsored by... Was this one sponsored by Craft Or was this one sponsored by... Uh, this
1: on. one didn't... At least the, 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 the playlist you sent me didn't have the sponsorship list... Sponsorships listed. Okay. It was just the, uh, it was just the the sketches.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, they were usually these programs, these special uh, like Halloween special programs were usually sponsored by some uh, local like company or, or like thing like craft sure, yeah. or yeah, some kind of yeah thing like charity event kind of thing uh, with a little contest in between each episode as well. Uh, but we're kind of tackling more of the skits because those were the the bread and butter, the the meat and potatoes of the, uh, the spooky Halloween, uh, skit specials. So, yeah, Paul and Phil, um, are walking around in dingy midnight, uh, midnight, um, Toronto or, uh, some like dark neighborhood in like Ontarioville somewhere. And the um, most
2: unsafe place I've ever seen in any Canadian thing ever. Canadian's yeah. like by the, the, land way. Of, of my, <laughs> the land of like Mounties, happiness, and sorries. And this place looked like Detroit yeah. in the
0: 90s. <laughs> by the way, that was Toronto during the 90s. <laughs> um, at least in that part, because uh, in an interview with Phil Guerrera, the PJ Phil, um, they were shooting it in the warehouse district uh, and around the uh, the studio. Which now is called Liberty Village, but before that, it was a landfill with abandoned buildings and warehouses. Um, okay. there were, there were, it, there was, uh, when we weren't, when we were shooting Dark Knight 4 in the park, there were vagrants, needles, and condoms scattered around on the ground. Uh, it was a totally different place, uh, as it, uh, c- compared to what it is now. Um, they really only had to, apparently only had to add fog machines and lighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was, uh, from the, uh, an interview by, uh, in, by the Retro Ontario, uh, website. So I'll have a link in the description. Cool. Cool. Um, cause it's fairly comprehensive. Yeah. That was I one thing I down. wasn't
1: sure, um, when I was watching this, if we were supposed to accept that Phil and Paul were just Phil and Paul from the sketches, or if we were supposed to be taking them as different characters 'Cause it seemed like their mentality was was like they were in high school, even though they were like mid twenties something, dudes. Yeah. Uh
0: no, they this was you were supposed to treat them like uh it was it was P J Phil and P J Paul. Um As and the actual kind of, people. As the actual no, I don't know, as the characters that they had perso per uh kind of uh like They're, they're, like, they're white they're they're they're, yeah, yeah, they're exactly, they're Y T V yeah,
1: characters, yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. it was their Y T V like personas and like as they are, and like in, in later ones, they like as they worked at the studio and some like of that. But, um, yeah, for this one, yeah, they kind of like take on a little bit more of a like teenager vibe, even though, yeah, they are in their 20s.
1: Yeah, it, yeah it was one of the things. There was a lot of dialogue in this that was a lot that was very, how do you do, fellow kids? Where they're like talking, <laughs> hey, I'm hip. They're talking, yeah, they're talking <laughs> a lot about how hip they are and how they want to hit the, how they want to hit up this groovy bash. That's Oh, yeah, that's downtown. my first note
2: I have is just like, oh my god, can we kill Paul already? Stop saying you're <laughs> hit. That's like the 90s version of woke. Uh, and he like, proved, that he thought
1: that he's, goes. He proves how hippie is by doing the whitest boy dance I've ever seen.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> and yeah. I think most of my note that some part is like, as this gets worse and worse, I'm like, good, you deserve it.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so we, so PJ, or yeah, so Paul and Phil, um, they're they're trying to find this party at night um, in a dingy part of Toronto, I guess. Yeah, because Phil got this um,
1: anonymous invite. It's like, no, it's like a rave. That's how they do this.
0: Yeah, it's all underground, man. It's, it's hip. It's like, cool. <laughs> um, and they uh, come across a guy like this bat, this whole this awesome like dude. <laughs> like I I just call her Bar- I, I just he's like, I he's him I like he's Bar-
1: like urban man. Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: Yeah, I called him
2: the Barker Man cuz he just seemed like one of those big tent barkers that oh yeah at, like yeah, a bunch yeah, of blues. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Like even like kind of like to me he almost has like a the clerk's kind of outfit from like uh from uh Clerks 2, the or the not Clerks. Uh In Clerks 2 they have like those uh or like almost like a fast food joint like uh outfit on with that hat and stuff.
2: Yeah, it but. looks like he's trying to and we'll we'll talk about Slater like trying to actually like get people to into an organization like he's the front man to try and get people in the tent or in this dark nighter. and he and he also like always talks in the jazzy as we were yeah. mocking in just a couple of minutes ago. But it was yeah. so cool. I really love that guy. I like In him. fact, I that's my second note. Like he disappears after a couple of seconds. And it's like, wait, where would he go? He was cool. <laughs> Bring him back.
0: But he does come back. He's basically he, he narrates the entire like night uh, as they go on. Between yeah, but episodes. we didn't know that when we were starting out. Oh yeah, yeah. True, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um,
1: yeah, he tells so, them about the about this awesome monster bash they're going to, and then gives Paul a really gross handshake.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, it be- the, the, the gross handshake. With uh, some kind of liquid handshake. sound. Yeah. Um, it's the ooze. It's, it's the, it's the strange slime, um, of, like, what? The Dark Knight slime. ooze, I think he calls it at some point. The slime. Dark Knight monster yeah. blood. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, so it, he marks, uh, he brands, uh, uh, Paul. Uh, and then they kind of just go off, uh, like, down the, in the direction that he pointed. And, um,
1: and then yeah, the so next,
0: Paul's like, like talking break. about
1: like, see that handshake he gave me? It's so it's it was so hip. And then the 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 narrator guy walks off. It's like it's gonna
0: be a bad night. Yeah, fall into the fog lamps or into the uh, the fog machine and yeah. the uh, the lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, as they're walking around, um, the mark that he has on his hand starts getting, or his arm gets worse. Um. And they run into Agnes,
1: and- who is this woman that is clearly wearing shoes on her knees.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Agnes. <laughs> um, and, again, just kind of a creepy, like, clingy person. Um And then they... Woman, they of, the leave- yeah, woman of the night is what I have here. Yeah, woman of the night. And then, uh, they just, uh, they, they run away from her, or get away from her. I gotta say, like, this is, um, so, one of the things also
1: I noticed between this, and I don't know if you other, if you guys noticed this as well, is that this cut between very standard camera angles and, like, very 90s kids programming camera angles, where, like, yeah. Th- you
2: could tell the different lenses and the like I don't think they had filters at this point, but you could definitely tell there were different camera angles and setups, yeah, there. so like it
1: seemed like every commercial break, like the first so it seemed like I have the I have this divided in acts where it like cuts a black and probably cut back into something else. Um yeah. and like the first one is just like it's a straight shot and like shot reverse shot kind of thing, and then the part with Agnes, it's like all extreme close ups and like the camera is constantly rotating into like different Dutch angles with the fisheye lens, like for the yeah, entire and that scene
0: too. Like yeah, that also continues in like other uh, like parts too. Yeah, Where it, it, to it seems to come
1: back area. like every other commercial break, sort of. Yeah. And it's it's weird, like how it cuts between very standard camera work and this like weird. I I don't even know how to describe. It's 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 very nineties kids advertising camera work.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wish I had a
2: going. I had a better description of it, but you hit the nail right on the head because it's like it felt as if they're like, oh man, let's let's actually try and do some skits, and then halfway through they were just like, oh wait, no, we gotta we we gotta do something. To make sure that this stays, like, within in the, the kids realm head. kids understand, put it in there. let's use yeah. the filmography they understand, and yeah. they've been trained to understand.
1: There's, um, yeah. there's a good descriptor of this, in uh, Freddie Wong did this video a while back called Every 90s Commercial Ever. There's a good, and there's a good behind the scenes on that where they talked about making it and like they studied a lot of these 90s commercials. And I guess one of the things that's fitting here for YTV is like, like 90s, commercials for kids in the 90s were like horror, were like a horror movie. Like, cause it's all just Dutch angles and fisheye lenses and extreme close ups and like, just like kind of bizarre, other bizarre camera techniques. Like, and I I don't know why they like, I don't it's, know. It's, it's really it's good. It's
2: one of those that it seems to be a not a curving but like the the climax of like the weird kids stuff cuz like in the 2000s this kind of drops off into like the adult humor that your, your adults can understand. Cause like in the eighties, it's, Hey, do you know these serial killer films? We made toys for kids. And then like the nineties is making like, remember all those serial killer films you watch and you weren't supposed to? Well, we made the commercials just like that. And then the two thousands <laughs> yeah. came. It's like, Oh, wait, no, we don't need to keep worry about the kids. We got to make sure that the, 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 the parents are still up on the stuff. So it's yeah. really interesting. Like. Timestamp to, to view.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and again, like going back to that interview thing, uh, uh like getting some insight on the back burner of it. Yeah, Dark Knight Four, like it really was like the 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 channel's like kind of first big like special like this. Like they hadn't really done like this kind of skit thing for like a holiday or something. Um, so what was
1: Dark Knight One through Three then?
0: I think Dark Knight One and Two were. They they had some like it was just some horror programming like Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps or whatever was like sp- ha- whatever had Halloween specials at the time, um, and then uh, they had like some little like bumpers between episodes that were like a skull like it was there, there's a very uh, uh, YTV viewers uh, or like from like the 90s will remember the YTV skull which is this giant this like cartoonishly green cartoonish like lime green skull with YTV like printed on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would like laugh and chack, uh, and like cackle and then like, hit, like smash the screen with the, uh, YTV brand. Um, it was kind of more or less the, the stuff they did. And then apparently Dark Knight 3, um, uh, they did do a little bit of, a little skit thing with, uh, one of their, uh, their, uh, Saturday morning cartoon, uh, uh, bumper, like news shows, like The Zone, uh, called, uh, uh, Brainwash. And it's like a laundromat thing, but it's, yeah, weird. Um, and they do like kind of a scoop with those with those PJs or with those uh, like persona characters. They do like a Scooby Doo esque like investigation of the hidden rooms in a place in Toronto called Casa Loma, um, which was kind of they they in the, the interview they uh, say that that was basically the set dressing for what they were planning to do for Dark Knight Four. Okay, like the they were testing the waters with that, like what their capabilities, what their budget they could do. And then they realized, oh yeah, we could totally do like something really like cool and edgy for the next one. And then let's go darker. Yeah. All right, we went too dark. Let's go. Let's step back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Weirder. Yeah, and that, uh, we'll get into that in the, the next episodes um, b- because uh, there is kind of a history to that. Where like this one was the big one. The next one, they they tried something dark, and then they had to possibly jump back from it. Yeah, um, and the, the
2: next one that we're going to talk about, you can. It, it's got some interesting history in the 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 entire like history of horror because of what it did, what it did, yeah. and what it still technically kind of continues to do. Yeah, the, the style um, they, they cribbed.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but but that's back episode. to yeah, exactly. Back to Dark Knight Four. So they uh, they escape Agnes. Um, also, and during that whole Paul's time,
1: movie. Phil is still talking about how, like, no, there's gonna be a guitar <laughs> player in Babes, and like, and literally, like every scene, Phil says guitar player, major band, uh guitarists. <laughs> like, he always says that, and some some reference, some like obtuse reference to women.
0: Is it Phil or Paul? Yeah uh phil, phil Phil's, uh, that's phil yeah yeah phil is the um paul gets guy paul gets more and, into uh, it yeah paul's the white guy.
1: as it goes on yeah, yeah. paul paul's the white dude yeah yeah okay um
0: uh yeah so and then I think this is the point where they start noticing that there's a rash right on his arm. Yeah, it's it's it's
1: marks. Act Two, yeah, because because uh, Agnes looks at it and says like, "Oh, you've been branded by the Dark Knighters. and like Phil looks at it and is, like, "Oh man, that's a rash. Maybe that guy gave it to you. Maybe it's stress. Maybe you're stressed out." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like notchila, like and it's oh, it yeah, but but it was this party.
1: Agnes <laughs> Agnes says like, "Oh yes, the ladies will find you delect." And then tells them to, like, go down the street to find the party.
2: Go find the doctor yeah. with a K. <laughs> God. That's, the, uh, that's the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have the note here. So the Barker Man is evil and gave Paul a deadly rash? Good. Fuck Paul!
1: Yeah, Jesus. and that's the thing. He yeah, because we cut back and we have the we have the Barker man saying that like it's like yeah I invited Phil. I knew Phil would be. I knew I knew I could draw Phil anywhere with a party, and he wouldn't go anywhere without his best without his sidekick Paul. Yeah, and I told him there were gonna be a major band at this bash.
2: <laughs> oh god! just I I uh, j- 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 just to let everybody know, I don't hate Paul. I love. Being hateful at Paul because it was—it's just—it's one of those of like I can't hate somebody that's just doing the shtick, the '90s shtick. I can retroactively, but it's fun yeah. telling him. Yeah. yeah,
0: the character himself was like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and then like um, yeah, so in this part, Paul's like, "Dude, my arm is like festering. Like, there's pus and stuff. I need to see a doctor." and feels like now nah, we'll find you. We'll get your arm fixed up at the party. Like nah here, there's music. Maybe we can get in a jam or something. <laughs> and i don't know what that even meant like it's just
0: yeah and uh he's the, just kind of like no i'm done i'm not i'm not going i'm not going like, yeah i need to go see a, i need to go to a hospital and it's like no we'll get we'll find a doctor at the party and it's like and then i think that's when the we smash the
1: doctor cut to up. dr j i'm a
0: doctor dr j i forgot or dr I james that's, name. It's, dr it's, james yeah
1: and it's just like you need a doctor
0: <laughs> and then it yeah like then th- that would be when the episode the next episode would come on and then yeah uh it flash cuts back uh through to the next one which is the dog yeah hit, i gotta say looking his, at yeah ball. so then we
1: get we see dr james who is this really grody <laughs> doctor <laughs> with busted glasses and i gotta say like he looks the part very well he is a very bad actor <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I I almost kinda wonder if that maybe was one of the wasn't like an actor, but like just somebody they had it like a producer or something like that on in the sh- in the uh studio. We need the, we that need a very
1: creepy looking dude. Can you do this
0: for us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only if um,
2: I can ham it up
0: Sure, it's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um wait, you call yourself a doctor? It's like, yeah, I haven't lost anyone yet. Well, there was that one. Except time. That, oh, that one was guy. A long time ago. That was a long time ago. though. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've Paul, been you should totally go to that party.
1: Yeah, you've been branded. <laughs> it looks real nasty.
2: <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> what is this voice we're doing?
1: We're trying to do that doctor's <laughs> voice. voice. Like I don't.
0: By the way, I don't know if I mentioned it at the beginning. Um, I will have a link for the uh, the YouTube channel or the YouTube episode of this, so like you can check it out. Like, yeah, it's all there.
2: Please do, these are gloriously weird.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, the only way
1: I can sum up the Doctor is like a lower-key, like Mick Foley, like that's kind of his voice.
2: Oh yeah, that's a good description.
1: So any of you who are familiar with 90s wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: is which... it the dude, yeah, he's like dude love Mick Foley. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, basically... Yeah.
2: I can't believe I got that reference and helped. Oh God! Uh,
1: and then um, yeah, so the doctor the doctor treats Paul as like Paul is like, yelling at Phil about him. like you only want to find this you 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 just you just want to find this party you don't care about me and then like. Then they we have, have a 180 spat. between Paul and Phil as the doctor <laughs> finishes up. He's like, D- dude, I, no offense, yeah, but I, I wouldn't feel... send my worst enemy to you. And Paul's like, no, I feel better. Let's, where's this soiree at? <laughs>
0: We're the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just so they be, it starts becoming infected more with the the dark nighters.
1: Yeah, because the the narrator or the the Barker man sings the his like weird little bluesy thing about Doctor James spreading the curse with his with his magic, and then uh, plays a
0: harmonica. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: Yep, um, right on cue. Part of my notes. What is this jazz blue shit? God damn it! This shit. It, it, review cultist. Your stuff is weird.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. But it is awesome. Um, and then the next one is um the the. They talk about how no, Paul's no, 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 infected no, it's, with it's the. Patch, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's the uh, the eye patch guy.
1: Yeah. Who. Who, even though he looks like Al Capone because he has an eye patch, Phil calls him Pirate Man. Yeah.
0: Well, because you know the kids will will get that they don't know who Al, yeah. Al Capone is. Yeah. No one,
2: no one knows anybody who has an eye patch. It's just a pirate. Pirate. I mean, I've,
1: I've, I, so I'm gonna say I had to watch this three times to realize that the guy had an eye patch because it was on the eye that wasn't facing the camera. <laughs> Yeah. You only see the eye patch right at the end when he faces the camera to talk to the to talk to the Barker man. Yeah. Cause he even um, like tries to talk like a like a uh like a twenties gangster.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah. Um yeah, he's just like it's like you with the Brandon? Oh, that's definitely Dark Knight Brandon. You you're hit. You No. Yeah, I actually wrote, I like
1: the the line from (laughs) Phil and and Pirate Man so well here that I wrote it down, that Phil's like, I got the invite, Paul just came along, look, your party's waiting for you down at your mama's place, so why don't you head down there and have some milk and some cookies and some ice cream before they run out, alright, you little squirt?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any notes on this guy, because I think I just really super enjoyed him, because he did, like, apart from looking like a pirate... As we've said, like he f- he he fit that like skeezy like you're not supposed to be here, boy, uh, mentality really well. Yeah, no,
1: I like yeah. this character so much.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'm sad because like I don't think he has gets a name, but like Agnes gets a name, Doctor James.
1: Like most of them don't get most of them don't get names. They get like very vague descriptions. So I just have this guy as my in my notes as Pirate Man. <laughs> Pirate, pirate Capone. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so they yeah, and then, it's like uh, there's even
1: so there be someone like you. You got to get down to the party. Someone will take a look at that arm. It's like, oh, you got arm specialist? Yeah, we got arm specialist. Legs too,
2: <laughs> right? Sometimes uh, even a torso specialist if we're lucky. <laughs>
0: um, and then they the next one is when they. The, the well, I like, the I like advance, also the right? line as they're leaving here, like, Phil's, like, really creeped out by that guy. It's
1: like, that creepy guy's got something up his sleeve, and Paul looks at him, like, looking at, like, the wound on his arms. like, so do I,
0: Phil, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly becoming more one of the Dark Knighters. He's becoming not alive, or, or what was it Unalive. Unalive.
2: Unalive. Yeah. Unalive. At this point, I have in my notes, like, this feels like a World of Darkness sketch. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really well, one does. person is the work is the witness or the food, and the other one is branded to become a kindred. It's just a big oh ordeal for someone's kink. Or I mean, it was the, the mid nineties. The situation is yeah, yeah.
0: It was the mid nineties, so they might have like got that that like that inspiration for this.
2: Yeah, that is about the time for the 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 heavy romance or vampire. Yeah,
1: bring back chase. the romance vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, we kind of say it as a joke, but, like, kids kids in the 90s were really into romantic vampires.
2: Yeah. The 90s were a mistake. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, because <as> you... <laughs> they led to the 2000s, <laughs> which led to the 2010s. Which led to the 20... The 20 no, the 2010s are... Yeah, no
1: mind. <laughs> the 2010s are happening right now. Hopefully
0: the 2020s will be better.
1: I like the, um... But, yeah, in the next part, the narrator's talking about how he's got them hook, line, and sinker, and Paul says his arm is taking them to their destiny.
0: <laughs>
1: and Phil's now wanting to go home, and Paul's like, No, I need to party. My arm needs to party. God. And then this is where I we get introduced like days to, days to characters who are later, t- later introduced to us as the twins.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. That's what they're called. And and like one of them is an arm specialist. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I love your arm. It is just festering.
1: Yeah, I love the. There's the. I've seen open scars and pus before, but this is one happening infection.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, yeah, this- <laughs> I know. If- <laughs>
2: yeah. Just, at this point, I also have noticed, like, oh man, we got some Nurgle fetishes going on here. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
2: love me some <laughs> Vesteran rot. Like, Ugh. well, that's the thing. Like, this
1: is a very Adams Family thing. Like, they're talking, like they're 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 talking about like the what, like the vintage of the infection, and it's full bodied and like describing it like a fine wine.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, I think Adams Family is the best way to describe this. Like, it's supposed to be ooky spooky disgusting but it's not supposed to be dark and grim it's supposed to be very tongue-in-cheek and enjoyable yeah,
0: yeah very much like and, it, horror during,
1: styled. <laughs> kind of and like. during this like whole thing like phil is going back and forth between freaking out that they're going into a trap and also freaking out that he's not going to be able to go to the party
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna die i want a party we're gonna die i want a party i'm gonna die at the we- party ha- Wait, yeah. what?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's like, like, he's freaked uh, out by the twins until they tell Paul that they can take him to the Big Bash because he's so cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they start freaking
1: out that he's not cool enough to go to the party. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, the, like, he's sitting there on the uh, the bench as they've, like, gone away with Paul. And then one of them, like, stops and is like, come on. And she, he, the look on his face is like, yes, awesome.
1: Yeah, she's, like, really, like, the... come on.
0: Let's go. I guess you can come to Yeah, he's just like Yeah.
2: It was missing the nineties arm pump.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: and then Then they uh, then then the narrator talks about the the transition to the, the twins really helped Paul's transition to full Dark Knighter, but he feels like the twins might have scared Phil off too much. So when the twins get feisty, it's time to call the caretaker. And it's so great. Phil and, then, and Paul yeah. run into this tall guy in a suit who scares the twins off and freaks out about Paul's arm and says, I just came from my office over there. I'm going back to my car. I can give you a ride. Just have to wait here yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, I'll be back. And then it's like, oh man, like I'm getting really tired. And then like, they just like, they're sitting like waiting there by that like wall. And then like, you see that, um, the Barker man, cause I don't have another name for him. Um, and the the office dude who Well Phil says we
1: got to wait for that guy to get back. He's our only hope and then the camera yeah. like zooms out and pans down and you see the caretaker as we come to discover and the barker man and you can see the caretaker has the 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 put, like the wound on the back of his neck.
0: Yeah. Also fun thing the fun fact about that uh, the the wound makeup they used um apparently it was um uh, uh he uh, apparently, Paul McGuire is the uh, is Paul. Um, he fondly remembers a zealous makeup artist applying mini sardines from a tin to create the wound effect on his arm. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, that's really good. I was, ex- I, I, I didn't, I, I should have on it. Now that you mention it, I should have watched it again to see what it is. Because usually, that's done with like, you. Uh, I guess in the nineties, they would have done like, you can use gushers to get a good one, but the. Sardines are an excellent choice because oh. they would seep and smell. Yeah. look at that. Well, and, I don't think uh, it,
1: that, I think that's the thing. Like, I, I was trying to take a better look at the wound the whole time myself, but like, this is a low quality VHS, and every scene is really dark. So, like, you can tell that there's something there, but there's not enough detail to see what.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love practical effects like that.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah, they um, put a lot of work into this. I, yeah, can, I can exactly. appreciate that.
0: Um, it's it's no like um, no wonder that this is like one of those like well remembered things from the '90s from the, from YTV.
1: It had a lot um, of production value for a local station, uh, for a local station's like ad break.
0: Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, they're waiting there in the next one. Uh, and it's, and
1: then, yeah, Phil is saying, wants to go back and Paul says he's better than we've ever been. Phil's like, we're still buds, aren't we? Oh, we're still buds, Phil. Buds. I don't think we'll be able to hang out as much as we used to, but we're still buds.
0: <laughs> and that's, they're, they're, st- they're sitting at another, um, uh, another bench, right? And it's getting foggier. Is that this one? Yeah, they're they're sitting, yeah, yeah,
1: they're sitting on top of a bench and the fog's coming in all around them as Phil's like talking, saying like he shouldn't have talked to strangers, he shouldn't have tried to find a party, and then slow motion hand explodes from the ground, and then like 17 years later, Phil is like, ah!
0: <laughs> right, because it took a <laughs> little bit of time for that to reaction, and then that's when like suddenly the camera just goes crazy, like rave party. Yeah, the with, camera like, goes a- to all the d- different d- characters.
1: It's it's full Dutch angles, extreme close ups, like smash cut, smash cut, smash cut, smash cut, over and over it, it, again. It's Hope like
2: they heard put heard. the ca- uh, it's like they put the camera on like a Calliope crank, and it's just going around and circles yeah. <laughs> Basically, and spinning. Yeah,
0: exactly. You yeah.
2: can hear the, the the song of the storms in the background as the guy's like cranking it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the, the yeah. Barker Man's like, Let's party. How you feel now, Philip? Phil and Phil's like, I feel hip, very hip. And he's
0: like all like gross looking and stuff too, like because he's now become infected too. Yeah. Like, flash infected, apparently.
1: And there's these like tribal drums just like hammering over the yeah. background.
0: Yeah. Um and then yeah, basically Phil and Paul end up becoming Dark Knighters. Um and uh Barkerman lets out one more like he sings. Like, he sings a bluesy
1: it? riff over these tribal drums, which doesn't. It doesn't. He, like I think they. It added, doesn't
2: mesh well.
1: Yeah, they added yeah. the drums in post, I think, or they kind of didn't think about how these two. Because he's doing. He's doing a slow swing beat over like. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes, like really. Foghat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Foghat. Uh, but yeah, basically like that. Like they're gonna just party all night long until the sun comes down, come, or the, the sun comes up, basically, and that until next year or something, right? Yeah, that's the yeah, that's, that the, the yeah that's the
2: implication.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know what their party is
1: because apparently they're all just standing there as a camera swoops in on them over and over. <laughs> their golf
2: party, just yeah, stand exactly, awkwardly yeah. in the corner, listen to music, and talk about being vampires.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, right, yeah, fair. Apparently. They know they're hip-
2: Wear black. For, forgot <laughs> wear black. That's a key part of yes. the goth party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also be pasty as hell. Because everyone had, like, pasty white makeup and, like... Like, the one... Like, the twins had, like... Oh, like, the raccoon, like, makeup over their eyes kind of thing? Like, like, Pris from Bubblegum Crisis? Or not Bubblegum Crisis, sorry. Uh, like, from Blade Runner?
1: Yeah, it was, um... It was extremely... I guess, yeah, for a lack of a better way, it's it was... It was like a very Victorian kind of thing. I don't know.
2: It's a, it, it was. It was a very Victorian skull makeup, like very stage. It was stage makeup style of like pancake on the face and then deep eye sh- uh, eyeliner to make the eyes yeah. and the, the face look very skull ish. Which in the fog actually helps with the idea I have here that those. everyone is zombies. What? Yeah, <laughs> this what one, exactly, one of my yeah. notes
0: is. <laughs> Yeah, the Dark Knighters are just like a ghoul cult <laughs> or zombie cult. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, so, and that's basically how this, how the, the, the skit ends is they are taken by the curse and the, the Dark Nighters and added to their, their numbers. And then, um, so we, we have talked a lot about like what our thoughts are about the, about the actual skits. Um, so, Usually on El Dente, we do, like, how to, how to make this a story or some of like that. But because we have you guys from Ugly Talk, um, how do we make this gameable?
1: What, how to make this into a game?
0: Yeah. Or, like, how, what, what aspects would you use to, like, kind of, like, or, like, what kind of things would you draw inspiration for for this?
2: So I think right away, you could actually just transcribe this entire thing into a game. You just make it a very haunted house style, like Call of Cthulhu game. Uh, yeah, yeah. And not anytime- Call of Cthulhu the system, but like that that feeling of like, all right, go here, get scared.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. you have you have it kicked off by them shaking the Barker man's one of them shaking the Barker man's hand, and that gives you if you want to be an asshole about it, that gives you a thing. Anytime your players aren't moving forward, like oh, your arm is telling you to do this now.
2: And you use that yeah. uh, that the impenetrable fog and the nature of being in a lost industrial district. You're like, all right, I go home. All right, well, you leave? And you you actually you make the design of this would be very simple of just like make your four stops your um, the the lady, the doctor, the the twins, the guy, and then your penultimate one. And then just you can even when you're deciding to run the game just roll a dice to see how they come because the doctor is the, the one that you use when you want to check on it. And then when you want to leave, you have the counselor and then you have the twins to kind of dr- dr- fade them back and stuff like that. Um, you can yeah. pretty much just take this as is and expand it out a bit to give some uh, pillow room for your players to have choices during it and yeah. run it in World of Darkness just like straight 100% this is a World of Darkness yeah,
1: it, uh, yeah like a mortals game it really could
2: yeah it's yeah. just a mortals game and like these don't even have to be like monsters these can be other mortals that you give a zombie aspect to or some type of craving to them uh, steal one yeah. of the uh instead of like the humanity aspect of like a hunter's game just make it be a craving scale that the person that they get infected gets with it if they get into an argument or a tussle with one of the players because they get freaked out like then the infection can spread and then like that then you have this inexorable draw towards the the home base the hive
0: yeah um yeah no like basically uh, i i think i've refound this, like, I'd, like, I'd watched this when it first aired back in the 90s, and then I'd refound the recording tape, uh, the recorded tape of it, uh, that I had done, um, like, in the early, mid-2000s, and I, I remember since then, like, just kind of thinking, like, man, this is, like, yeah, like, there's so much, like, like, this is, I could just use this as a scenario, like, very much like what you just said, like, just make this the scenario, or, like, develop the Dark Knighters as some kind of, like, ghoul cult um, or some kind of like like that's like they basically use this as like their the, some like weird rave around October as like their initiation for new members.
2: Yeah, um, and like yeah, like we were saying, like and this is a very easy jump off point like I, I that's that's one of the strengths of this like the strength of all of these actually is like you can almost run these all as just scenarios right away as pre-written with a little bit of a uh, fluff added for your care, uh, for your players but even then yeah. they make great jump off points so like dark nighters 4 is a great intro session to like like we were saying vampire like just turn these into vampires this is your intro session and then the rest of it is your your kindred now and you have to deal with that Mixed live, if you want to go with World of Darkness. If you want to go with uh, Call of Cthulhu, like to make a two or three scenario, you are the people that go and go to this cult and then have to leave or like have to deal with the fallout of what's happened. There's a lot of. And then, even then, if you pick it apart, like you can take the creepy doctor or you can take the Barker man and make the Barker man just an antagonistic force in your games of this lyrical, weird man that shows up and so.
1: Yeah, sort of a G man character.
2: But. (laughs) Yeah. A, in a very nurgle way of like, this is a gift from him instead of actually being negative. You can <laughs>
1: do you like pleasure or, or flavor, or even
2: just like a, a <laughs> monster is another childish thing. Just have the Barker man be a monster on the loose that you have to deal with.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also think maybe even like, maybe not Little Fears because Little Fears it's a little young. Um, maybe like the if like the older end Little Fears characters would work with it a little
2: fears will work uh just fine um this is one of the things that i've noted before is little fears you're not supposed to play above the age of 13 but it will not break the game if you just uh, age everyone up to fifth uh five years so your minimum age is six your maximum age is 18 and that one works perfectly for this it keeps the game balanced Um, It does make a little bit more taxing on the mechanical side of it because you have to remember to do the the age addition and not factor that into your skills. But it still is a lot more freeform, and that allows for you to, when your characters get spooked about what's going on, feed off of that as you use their fear and their fear points they make to make Barker Man or your crazy things show up more.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe that's what's like, one of them is infected or something like that, and that's actually what's causing, like, the fear is actually, it's actually the, uh, feeding the, the curse that's on one of them.
2: Or, or if you want to be very, very childish. Um, it's just, this guy touches you and he drags like the Barker man is just a, uh, kind of he's a just stranger greedy. danger. Yeah. He's just stranger yeah. danger. And what he touches you and drag grabs and le- leaves off is like some greasy food stains from his chicken wings that he ate. And you think you're infected. And as everyone gets spookier and spookier, you use that actual fear that it's infected to become real. And you have to yeah. let the people like at the end, like <sighs> face their fears of like, no idiot. That's just chicken grease yeah
0: (laughs) no let's go have a part let's go sleep over let's go have a sleepover and like party
2: yeah it's like we're we're in the park with some friends and we got lost oh god this vagrant touched us or this guy who's working at a local club touched us and now we're infected we need to flee this drunk guy that
1: runs a haunted house
2: exactly like (laughs) plays (laughs) the harmonica or no
0: Sorry, one of the things about Little Fears... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just, just going to say, some, some drunk guy who's just running the uh, the World of Darkness LARP in the park.
2: Oh, gosh, yes! are like, hey, kiddies, you want to be a vampire? Come here! It's like, oh, no! <laughs> but one of the things about Little Fears that's not used often is people want the monsters to be real instead of allowing you, your characters to let the paranoia make it real.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that's really fun is that it's one of the things I really like about Little Fears that kind of gets um, more like messed up the more uh, expansions they add on is that like, yeah, the base Little Fears Nightmare Edition is the kids are just imagining it, Yeah, which is why they're like fighting like a dragon with a hockey stick or something like it's it's all just it's all just stuff Maybe. that they're coming up with. Yeah,
2: yeah I think overactive one of my favorite scenarios, kind of either in the book or I use an example, is like, you moved into a new neighborhood and you're scared because there's a hellhound. Except it's not a hellhound, it's just the big dumb y- dunk junkyard dog that's tackled you a Isn't that, that, just, is a isn't that times. just
1: the sandlot? It's
0: yeah, basically the sandlot. the sandlot,
2: yes, <laughs> yeah. but it actually turns into a monster. The beast is actually a beast until you saw well, it.
1: Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing in the sandlot. The beast is this, is this like... Indestructible monster until like one of the kids gets chased by it, and then as the chase keeps going, the beast gets smaller and smaller and smaller until they realize like, oh, it's actually just a dog.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the, and that's I'm gonna keep always prophetizing for little fears. So I love that system. Like that that's an aspect of little fears that, as Matt said, it gets pushed away the more they expand it, but it's kind of that heart of the system that is really fun to play with. Yeah, because kids yeah. is stupid. Me especially. I <laughs> was a kid. I was a stupid even as an adult. Like I scared the shit out of myself because I've been watching too many top ten spooky things and like been sleeping on the couch and getting nervous when the cars drive by.
0: <laughs> you too, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's the Bakili and Bimbe coming after me. It's like, no, you idiot, stop it.
0: First off, that's in Africa, isn't that? <laughs>
2: A Macaulayum Bumbai is, uh, I think, in the jungles of South Africa. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically the... a Brontosaurus that lives in the rivers. Um, it's a yeah. long neck in. It's a long neck reptile that they've showed br- uh, Brontosauruses and such. And like, it's like that, but smaller. But no one goes there because there's not a lot of well research into it, and it's not really a. It's not a, not a, uh, ecologically beneficial source to send out scientists to focus their research on. So it's one yeah. of those, like, cryptids people hear about. Yep. I might um, have a whole list of cryptids I'm making Delta Green, Delta Green games for because I really enjoy what i found on my dives.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. So yeah, we basically come to the conclusion that this is a very gameable sin- situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's at least the intro uh, session to like a campaign, or you could take, uh, you could take any any one element from it. Um, I think we the infection and the the infection and the Barker man are probably the most uh, easily transposed into any other game. Yeah,
2: yeah, they are the easiest, and it's also depending on the game you want to do. Ooh, excuse me. Um figure out what your system does the best on focusing on and then make sure you accentuate that on your, um, with your threat.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think also like in terms of like creepy pastas or like writing a story based off of something like that, or like using this as the inspiration, it's the same kind of premise. So they kind of go hand in hand because I could see this like being used for the inspiration for some kind of weird, like, uh, like kids trying to, or like somebody trying to find a party, or like a ritual pasta, even like go to go to this part of Toronto. And, if no, how to find the How to find the most kickin' party? Yeah. See,
2: exactly, you say yeah. ritual pasta, and all I think of is like an ordain... Uh, like one of those uh, shrines to the Virgin Mary, but it's like boxes of noodles.
1: uh so yeah so ritual pastas are the ones that are a list of step-by-step instruction on how to do something like the three kings game or the uh
0: or like or or like bloody mary okay bloody mary is is like definitely the jumping off point for that kind of thing or like the um uh we've done on the on the show in previous 11 miles where like you have to it's a it's a wishing game where you like Want, you have to wish for like like hold on to your, on like, onto what you want to wish for like really hard while you're driving on back roads and a road will appear and then you have to go 11 miles through hell, then a kilometer, and you will uh, and you will get your uh, your greatest reward uh, greatest wish rewarded. You should thing.
2: send me those because I had a uh, one of my old laptops <laughs> had a whole list of those I was uh, prepping for something and they would all crashed. Yeah. So I would uh-huh. love to have some links to these ritual pastas. Yep.
0: I can definitely send you. They're on Creepypast They actually have like ritual pastas as a category. Sweet. Um, so yeah, uh, I know. Also, like, also on game, a, game and a, stuff
1: too. A, on a on no sleep, they also had uh, not only three kings, but also people reporting back on trying to play the three kings game. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't gone to no sleep in a while. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like this. Lends it like Dark Knight, like this, the each of each of them, too, like not just like Dark Knight 4, but like Dark Knight 5 and 6, even kind of lend them to being like good fodder for inspiration for like story writing or even um, game design or like game working, like game scenarios and stuff like that. So, I mean,
2: it shows how influential it is that it's still stuck around and it's technically one of the things that have clearly got you into horror. And in the, it, 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 oh, the yeah. fact <laughs> that it is still able to give just goes to how good of the quality is for such a simple you know subject matter and such a simple attempt yeah yeah
0: it, it's it, and it's like i think it's, yeah cuz like uh, a lot of us in the 90s saw it as like in our like at a very young age and it definitely like to me it definitely like sparked my like further sparked my um like love of horror and like especially like nostalgia horror um, like the kind of like, cause again, I watched it like when, uh, with the same kind of cartoon shows and TV shows I used to watch. And then now, like decades later, I'm still like, I'm like remembering it and reminiscing in a nostalgic way, but like of this horror show or this like creepy show. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Dark Knight 4 from you guys?
2: I'm trying to think. Oh, there is one more system I think this would be ideal for, but it would be it, it takes a lot more work. Um Malif, uh, through the breach or any of your like weird oh. west ones if it yeah. has connections to Louisiana or has the connection to like the blue cities, this would be a fantastic one to run a almost uh mask of or even Orient Express as you're going through and running into the infection the barker man where you're like yeah. a person that works on the train and as you go through you realize this guy shows up and might be on your train and allows for yeah. a lot of the weird west dead deadlands type spooky stuff to happen while keeping in theme with the like blues and the that kind of that era that the that, that music styling um elicits in people
1: you know, one yeah. thing also I'm realizing, as you mentioned, uh, specific Cthulhu scenarios, uh, Dark Knight 4 on its own is also very much a Carcosa scenario. Yeah. Where you can replace the ending with the Barker Man, uh, with the Barker Man putting on his mask and them having the, them just living out the the final act of the King in Yellow.
0: Yeah. Uh, man, also just remember, wait till you get to Dark Knight 6, because that is Carcosa. <laughs> <laughs> that is some Carcosa level shit. <laughs> Um but yeah, no that and um I'm trying to think actually like even like again I, I play Pathfinder a lot and I can see this just like the Barker Man just being like a bar like a uh, like an enemy bard character. Like or like an like a villainous bard um like I, that,
2: That's actually a really good point. I don't particularly think in lines of uh, dungeons and dragons and pathfinder that is a fantastic example of like an evil ass bard to use and not be like the hammy jester just the actual yeah. like pied piper style exactly yeah. no
1: i want him just transposed as he is playing a harmonica
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not saying he can't have a harmonica yeah. oh no yeah just straight up have a harmonica as his instrument of choice
2: it has to have a uh, blues travel bandolero of harmonicas though to be really you know in character for a d and d game,
0: yeah <laughs> Jesus. just um, different
2: ones do different songs and I pull them out and I play, have you play along, yes. Something like that well you also, have to you have to do I'm... the sing songs, that's the only part about uh, yeah, that character it, it, I that do. sucks,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, also with Pathfinder stuff, um, they actually released, uh, a, a horror adventures supplement that adds corruptions. Um, oh yeah, Ravenloft? And, uh, no, um, well, not Ravenloft, uh, it's actually just called Horror Adventures. It's like one of their supplementary expansion books. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. Um, and honestly, uh, the corruptions in it, um, like it's like vampires, lycanthropy, lich, uh, ghoul, and stuff of that very much reminds me kind of of the infection here. Um, and also kind of like how, um, uh, I guess how Will of Darkness does, even though I don't have that much experience with it, where like. The slow, cor- uh, ter- the slow
2: corruption as you go from X to yeah, Y.
0: Yeah, you're slowly like losing your humanity and becoming more and more of this like inhuman monster. Um, but you're still a hero. So you like can use your powers, but you're slowly being corrupted by that power.
2: Mm-hmm. I would, I would love to actually see so. I, I love corruption mechanics and transformations in, in any yeah. type of media. I would love to see an actual, report on how that affects gameplay. I've seen somebody who did a custom uh, Corruption game in Pathfinder, and it went mixed bag because he never followed any set path and just kind of did it on their own, so it was people loved it and hated it, so I would be interested to see someone else's take on it.
0: I will have to try and uh, persuade my live group. (laughs) Um, But yeah, okay, so... Anything else before we kind of, I think feel like we've touched on a lot of stuff while we've been running through the, the different skits and analyze and like uh, remarking about it.
2: No, oh, I uh, think we did a good job. Go watch it. Like yeah. yes, for every yes. little piece that we've found and that we've, you know, analyzed and thought was interesting. I'm guarantee you will find something that is just as interesting or just as uh, a useful germ in your own media. You're making a story out of.
0: Yeah, actually, um, I found out last week, um, they, a, a film festival, uh, company in Toronto actually back in 2015 did a, um, uh, they actually got Paul and Phil to come back and they did like kind of a dark night, like re- re- revival, like uh, kind of <laughs> a theater, more of a theater thing. Like they showed them, they showed some horror movies rather than like TV shows, sure but they had Phil and Paul, doing a dark night kind of little skit in between, like between, uh, like I book ended it, um, nice. which I thought was like really neat. And I wish they, I, I, I want to try and find out to see if they are going to be doing that like yearly, because that I would definitely pay money to go to see that again. Um, you can also check out on retro Ontario. Um, that's R E T R O N T A R I O.com. Um, they have, uh, again, like they, Archive video files of old classic or like old 90s and 80s and just retro, um, Ontario broadcasts. And they have, mo- they're the ones that have most of the, the Dark Knight 4, Dark Knight 5, Dark Knight 6 like clips. But they also have this, uh, blog entry, this article called, uh, That Time When Halloween Was the Dark Knight, um, which goes into like some like behind the scenes stuff, like talking to, uh, some of the PJs, uh, the actors themselves and, uh, getting information about this thing that happened in the nineties. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So then, um, I guess we'll sign off for now. Uh, so what, do you guys have anything you want to plug right now?
2: I guess uh, we can plug or, our podcast. So yeah, ugly talks, me and Matt talk. i talk. Things.
1: Yeah. They know things.com. Uh, you can also check out the drunk and ugly. That's still happening.
2: Uh, drunken, <laughs> Um,
1: I stream on Twitch sometimes. You can just go to orbitalbeef.com for that.
2: Um, I have a Patreon if you're interested in the games. I, I run games and I stream content creation on how to write uh, tabletop role-playing games and also to edit them. Um, that's just Patreon, Travis T Gaskew 3 if you want to look for that. I'm also on Twitter. Um, and you want to see my musings on random stuff.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, and... Uh like uh like i said um al dente real talk um is a is usually on our patreon so you can check that out there we also have extra um extra content um special episodes uh as well as early access um you just just select the the backer you'd like to support us at uh, and that's al dente Rigamortis uh on patreon um every little bit helps uh you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay we very much appreciate that uh and you can um Leave us uh, comments and uh and uh, comments whether you liked it this or not, uh on in the uh comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh we're also on iTunes, so leave us a rating a rating and review. Uh let us know how we're doing through that. Uh you can get in touch with me on Twitter at review cultist. Um and you can also leave us a, an email at eldente at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas or creepy pasta-esque media, um, that you'd like us to discuss on the show in some form. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can also check out the title cards for each episode, um, on crazonstudios.tumblr.com as well as on our YouTube channel, eldente that has the videos of each episode uh, I'll certainly be posting these ones because they'll be part of the main show and um so until next time I have been your host Review Cultist I'm still Matt I'm still Travis credits, credits.